0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's Crypto Catch-Up. I'm Pav. And I'm Tommy. And uh, we're here to talk all things crypto like we do every
1: week. How yeah, good? It's good, Matt. It's been a good week. Not a good week, not a strong week. Yeah, very strong. It's hard to believe we still got No, You pinch yourself every morning now and you check up you get that bit of nervous anxiety.
0: Yeah, I mean... Or you
1: pick up the phone at what, 4am? It's just like the you're kids wait- are crying.
0: <laughs> you're off Well, if there's that too, I so don't yeah. know what's real anymore. See, I don't know if I'm actually <laughs> sleeping right now. The kids are just waking me up too much and it's I'm dark, delirious. Man. It's all an illusion. It is. <laughs> but I've got a new beard trimmer lately.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Your beard is looking get it really right? decent. Yeah, it's not bad. Good shape. I'll... You'll you'll Strong be... Strong shape. It's a good full beard. I could never get that. You, you could, no, I reckon. just patchy. They're just patchy beards. Really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, been taking a bit of crypto profit,
1: mate, so, you know, thought I'd treat myself. Nah, mate, that's good. Dude. That's good. It's good. We've been talking about trying to take some profits along the way for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. I got some backlash on Twitter the other night, actually, on a space. You got bashed. I got bashed, yeah. Yeah. Virtually bashed by a few people in a Twitter space of oh, you know, talking about taking some short term profits. Oh really? Yeah. Which what? is kind of a bit Yeah. Is that a bit, bit telling worrying to me. Yeah. yeah. Like people are just so some people, not everybody, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think majority of people are not kind yeah. of getting carried away with themselves, but some people definitely are. And thinking that we're kind of out of the woods and, you know, we yeah. put the bottom in and now it's all kind of up from here, which is yeah. a very dangerous place to be to be hanging out, really. Mm. So yeah, I was I was just talking about people that might have bought, you know, Bitcoin at sixteen grand and look at maybe realizing some profit into, you know, the twenties for that short term move. Mm. And I just got slammed for it. So um, yeah. Anyway, everyone has their own strategies, I guess. But yeah. but it's uh, yeah, just wanting. thing. Interesting. Uh, interesting the the narrative there on Twitter. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How are you seeing the market? So what's your, what's your gauge? What's your read on it at the moment? Yeah, I mean, me, me selling
0: and buying a tr- beer trimmer pretty much sums it up. It just feels like uh, it's getting a bit... Cashing out crypto
1: profits and straight into beer trimmers. Is that what <laughs> yeah. we're talking
0: about here today? That's my new jam. Fair enough. That's good. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, seeing everyone... I think it's quite unique. We've finally, throughout crypto, Twitter, and even every other social platform out there, we are finally seeing a batting of the heads of the bulls and the bears, so... History's taught me anything. It's usually, it doesn't gauge a one size right or wrong. It's more the volatility yeah. aspect. Like it's just not a nice place to be trying to, I guess, trade or, you Skim. know, skimming is skimming. hard. It's really hard. So yeah, I'm just locking in some of the longer term purchases that I've made personally, but I'm also ready to jump back in if things start to
1: break away again. Yeah. It's been tough kind of only over the last few days. I mean, there's been some beautiful like short term yeah. longing and shorting and swing trading of the markets over mm. the last. Probably months, pretty much. It's been a month of it. It's been great. Been pretty good. Like mm. pretty. Not, I wouldn't say easy to call, but like a lot of really obvious trades opening up for people that are kind of trading like that. Mm. For spot trading, it's obviously a bit different. But I mean, it is the conditions have been good. But I guess there's a notable change in that kind of conviction you have opening up a trade now because yep. it just kind of seems for me it's it's a lot of petering on the yeah we're just petering on the edge. Yeah. Of making a decision at the moment. Yeah. And like we say, it could go either way, right? Yeah. But it's just waiting for this period to yeah. pass almost yeah. feels I like- kinda feel like yeah. that's a cop-out for us when we say it on the podcast sometimes. Like we're kinda <laughs> sitting on the fence because we don't want to say it's gonna go up or go down, yeah. which is you know, which is fair enough. But fence it is just gonna be comfortable with that. Yeah, you do. I guess it's comfortable to sit on the fence It if is. Your ass is small enough. Good view. Well,
0: yeah, mine's tiny. So mine's big. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't want,
1: you don't want that on the fence. <laughs> anyway um, for me it's all yeah, eyes yeah. on the Fed path as well like yeah, traders absolutely. are kind of traders are kind of eagerly waiting to see what happens with the, the next Fed meeting that's going to happen yeah. that's actually happening later today I believe or Yeah, the, the crap tomorrow. thing
0: is once this potty actually releases we've already have seen the move sort of happen I guess yeah for me it's definitely it's a speech right like we've talked about this before so it all comes down to tone key message from the Fed's chair like what's their stance going to be on monetary policy the next
1: FOMC like the Fed interest rate meeting is actually still 42 43 days away so yeah, we only had the new rate released the 25 basis point increase yep. like a week ago or something like that. Yep, so, that's right. You know the market did react pretty positively to that mm. after last week. Loved so, it. Going to be interesting to see what the sentiment is like you know yep. how people talk about whether he's hawkish yep. <laughs> on the markets and how the kind of tone is it's delivered. So you know I guess for people who don't know there is a meeting that occurs where they talk about the next phase of what they're going to do in terms of monetary policy mm-hmm. and then following from that will be kind of next month they'll announce like the new the new rate decisions. So, yep. And that kind of just happens month on month for the whole year, pretty much. So it's a good one to watch. A lot of people are using the Fed as a, you know, a new kind of trading indicator, which is quite cool. Yeah. De- definitely markets, you know, bordering on that uncertainty at the moment. Yeah. I guess two themes
0: that we've seen and we've called it, mate, AI coins are just running rampant. So especially after the recent news of Google and Microsoft both investing a bit of money in that, I think people are sort of seeing some value there. And the other one that is a bit of a theme is layer two assets like Optimism, which we talked about last week and wasn't trending and yeah, now is did trending. did actually, yeah. That's right. Interesting. And IMX as well. So a new one into the fold, running on some new tech there as well. So I want to research too, if you haven't heard of them. Mutable X. Mutable X. Yeah. Yeah. Look, other than that, we've just got, a, I guess, a couple of news items to cover off. We'll just dive into, I guess, the token mapping proposal that's recently come out. So, funnily enough, we talked about that last week too. And it's, yep, yep there's been news the, on that Came one.
1: out literally the next day. It was, it was like, yeah, Friday. We...
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's crazy. The podcast drop. So there you go. Got an update from the Gemini Genesis debacle. Not going to dive too much into that. But also got one for the XRP army. So big win for crypto vs SEC. So I know Bromby licking her lips yeah. to hear about that yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But that's a goodie. Big news. First up, like I mentioned, we won't dive into this one either too much, but the token mapping proposal has been put forward by the Treasury in Australia. So again, this is the big piece of legislation that's looking to be built to map out everything from crypto asset services, how do crypto assets get defined and categorized, you know, what sort of services. Are the
1: securities or not?
0: Yes. We're going to touch on later. Correct. What's a smart contract and how does it matter for how the government's going to view it? Yeah. You know, most notably I, I did read through at least a media release. I'm keep falling asleep trying to read the actual paper itself, which is about sixty odd sixty odd pages. Very technically heavy. Mm. Which is good, I guess, to see that. Basically one of the recommendations that was put through on the paper was that they would look to use the existing financial regs infrastructure in Australia to regulate a lot of the crypto market and how all the products are distributed and governed. I wouldn't say that's something we was unexpected, but that was one statement it was it was good to read and it was quite clear. Yeah. But yeah, check it out yourself. It's publicly available for viewing. You can actually give feedback and comments yes, to to them posed. as well. Yeah. They've
1: posed a lot of questions kind of back to the community and back to the industry itself in Australia, which is quite promising and a lot of people are taking that as a kind of a positive step yeah. in terms of getting the right definitions for mm. certain tokens. Like I was in the Twitter spaces the other the other day where we were kind of trying to unpack it like it's pretty heavy but we're trying to unpack like what it means i think mostly what the community and what the industry are impressed with is the level of detail it goes into around each token it's serious it's not just lumping everything into one kind of bracket and just saying yeah near enough good enough kind of thing they're actually really digging into derivative type tokens like wrapped bitcoin and wrapped eth and these kind of things and how they actually like how the mechanism works within a smart contract and things like that so it is quite impressive and and i think that's definitely a big tick for what the in state's going to be and i guess for for everyone else that doesn't know what happens after this yep. tokens will get defined they'll get mapped out essentially and then after that they're going to use that framework to help build a licensing and custody regime for the likes of SwiftX, the mm. likes of industry players like exchanges and things yep. in place in australia so that's going to be the next step probably in you know q2 q3 Later this year, we we hope if the timelines kind of keep kicking along. So yeah, so far so good. Yeah, that's, that's right. Great. Yeah, it's good. Uh, tell us about Gemini. Gemini. We covered, we covered this kind of briefly, or the fallout between the Winklevoss twins and and Gemini and Genesis over the last kind of couple of podcasts as well. Yeah, pretty on. quick
0: one. They've reached an agreement. So basically discussed a couple of weeks ago that yeah, like you said, Gemini did owe roughly nine hundred million to. Genesis is part of their EARN program and basically owed straight to their customers. But basically, it's landed that Gemini will contribute up to $100 million to pay back some of its okay. EARN users. So obviously not a signed, seal delivered or finished situation right now. But there is a commitment that look after the consumers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for people that were probably affected by the, the mm. pausing of the EARN program. With their assets locked in there, it's obviously an uncomfortable place to be, but it's yep. I guess it's some positivity in at least the two firms are reaching agreement. They can work together. So yep. hopefully a better better opportunity for a decent outcome for those guys. Yeah, but it's never ideal, mate, and you know, hopefully there's not too big of a shortfall for people.
0: No, we've seen enough of it and I think everyone's just sort of sick of it too. So Oh, absolutely. But a bit of good news, mate. We've yeah. I'm seeing a big evolving piece against the SEC, so
1: yeah, That's good one. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting one. You know, I think the most notable case or the most highlighted case at the moment is the SEC versus XRP with the whole, yep. is it a security? Is it, you know, how is that asset going to be deemed? But I guess there's a bit of a victory for the industry in itself with the SEC. It wasn't with XRP. It was actually with another token called LBC, which is essentially an LBRY token, which is there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> okay. but it's, what they have done is they have put LBC tokens through its paces, and they have admitted on record that the tokens did not constitute a security. So it's mm. a clear admission from the SEC that you know there, at least there is a definition now. There's a precedent being set yep. that there are tokens within the ecosystem that are not going to be defined as a security. So yep. I think it's really positive news. Obviously, you know we're we're talking about the the XRP army getting right involved in this story, and mm. it's one of the most high profile kind of cases kicking around. We're talking about an asset with billions and billions of dollars locked in, with massive communities, and well up there. I don't know what position it is in market cap, but it's in the top ten. Yes, I mean, so that's going to be a pretty interesting one when it comes to XRP. There's some kind of across Twitter, I, I was seeing there's there was like a guy. He's a lawyer for for a firm called Crypto Law, and he kind of dug into the whole story himself and. His kind of view on it was XRP kind of remains this like digital code as opposed to anything else. Yeah, okay. And, you know, even if Ripple kind of sold the tokens off as an investment contract in the past, or if they're selling it now as that, he noted that just because someone uses it as a security doesn't turn it into a security. Yeah. There's kind of ways it can be deemed in in that regard. There's an example that they use. He notes that just because someone used Bitcoin as a security, doesn't turn Bitcoin into a security, right? Mm, so that's going to be- all the application. Yeah, the application okay. itself. So, yeah, cool. You know, in that library credits or LBRY credits case, yeah, essentially the judge ruled that they solved LBC as an investment contract when it made direct sales. So yeah, a bit of a different one. I think it's one that the XRP community specifically are going to be pretty keen to see how it plays out. Yep. What they're looking for is, you know, XRP or Ripple not to be deemed as a security, right? That's what everybody wants in that space. I guess one word of warning is that the SEC have kind of hinted at the fact that it is a security. Yeah. So whether they did that in the library case or not, I don't know, but it's Mm. kind of something that just we need to keep an eye on and interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. XRP army, hopefully a bit of positive news there. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually reading this across one of the Glassnode charts that I really like stats to do with Bitcoin and I like Glassnode. Stats guy. I am. Uh, I think you're the stats guy versus me. But anyway, 49% of total Bitcoin supply has stayed in the same wallet for more than two years, according to the Glassnode. So that's actually a new all-time high for Bitcoin in terms of like holders and the diamond hens, as we call it in the the community. And I think it's quite an important one to mention because, you know, the fact that investors have held on, we've kind of washed out everybody now that's flaky (laughs) and that are not really here long-term, I think. So... I think that just kind of proves even during the crypto winter, as people are calling it, or the, essentially the downturn in 2022, people are still holding on to their to their Bitcoin. So that's, yep. you know, you can take what you will from that. I see it as definitely confidence, at least in the network, in the asset and a bit of a bullish indicator. But, you know, anything can happen at the end of the day. It can. Uh, you know, I mean, overall, we we zoom out and we think long term. And I think that's a good thing. It is. It really is. It's a good stat. It is, it is. Well, the other thing the other thing we joke about is like or have people yeah. just lost their keys and yeah. they can't actually get access to their, to their Bitcoin anymore. I think the stat there was fifteen percent of all Bitcoin has been lost due to just accessing the wallets as well. So bit of a token burn. Not ideal. Yeah, it could be a bit of a natural occurring token burn. You could call it that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the big one for me.
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, I said a quick stat on Polygon myself. It's outperformed. Ethereum in terms of OpenSea NFT sales. So, again, just sort of showing that that particular network is showing its value. Just, again, being a scaling solution built on top of Ethereum, it's cheaper to transact, it's much faster. I think the figures are something like 1.5 million in NFT sales on the Matic network compared to 1.1 on ETH. So, it's been back-to-back December and January where it's actually outperformed. So, again, showing that there is value in that L2 level, layer 2 solutions. We
1: we talked about OpenSea sales numbers actually increasing as well over the last couple of months which it's interesting that they're increasing across polygon.
0: Yeah, I think the NFT Donald Trump series helped things tick along nicely.
1: Yeah. Don't know much about that (laughs) and probably don't want to know much about that. Oh mate, it's great. Donald Trump trading cards, What, what don't you want to know? I heard that Revolut we're launching staking for people in the UK and EEA as well. Yeah, okay. Apparently, they're launching with DOT, Tezos, Cardano and EAT, which is quite interesting as them being classified as a digital bank in Europe and the UK. So, yeah,
0: it's a big one for adoption.
1: Yeah, it is an interesting one. We were talking about the other day, but, you know, all the Super Bowl ads that we've seen for Crypto kind of... Yeah, a bit of Matt Damon. Was it 2022? Yeah, yeah it was 2022. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. That there's going to be pretty much no... Ads for crypto at the Super Bowl next year, so you know it's going kind to of be a sign of the times and and everything else. Not that we're too worried about that, but no. uh, you know the game is next week and uh, you know get around it. I have no idea who's playing. Yeah, nor do I, nor do I care. But anyway, <laughs> it's a good game. That's why we like AFL and NRL in Australia? I do. That's totally fine too.
0: Lastly, we thought we'd finish up on an AMA again. That went quite well last week. People were quite liking our take on certain things. God knows why. I have no idea. Right. Fair enough. We've got a question here from Peter on Instagram. Hey, guys. Long-time listener. First time asking a question. I've been in the crypto space for about a year and looking to take it to the next level. Raunchy. Right. So, my question is, can we rely on exchanges being safe? Or is it safer to have an independent wallet from the exchange? So,
1: good question. Yeah. What do you reckon, Tommy? I mean. Yes. Some exchanges are safe. (laughs) You don't need to trust exchanges anymore. Yeah. In 2023, I think that ship has sailed, given what we've seen in 2022. For trading, I think best practice is always, always has and always will be, have your own private wallet where you control the private keys, regardless of where you're trading. Yeah. It it really depends on what your strategy is, Mm -hmm. but I think there's always a reason for you to hold your own keys. Yes, there's use cases for holding assets on exchange when you're trading in and out of limit orders and things like that. Mm. In terms of Peter bringing it to the next level with his trading, I think you can do it very easily by just adopting like a strategy like I talked earlier, Pav, about yep. like having a kind of a 70-30 or a 60-40 kind of strategy where you yep. hold 60% in your private wallet or 70% in your private wallet and then you keep kind of the rest that you're happy. Only assets that you want to trade, you know, a lot of people in crypto talk about long-term strategies. Yep. We've got long-term holdings. If you buy those assets, just take them straight off to your personal wallet. You don't want to leave them there sitting in the exchange if you don't plan to trade them anyway. Exactly. I think it's just about breaking it down that way. I know one that I used to use before on Bitcoin was like, I'd buy up to a certain amount of it, like say a thousand bucks, and then I would draw it off. Mm. I'd like buy it when I want to buy it at the times with the DCA kind of strategy. And then once it hits a certain number, I will withdraw it off to my personal wallet, but it's not for trading every day. So I kind of just If it's sitting there in front of you on the exchange, you're more likely to trade it. So Mm -hmm. if it's an asset, you don't plan on trading short term well then best thing to do is, you know, take it off to a personal wallet. And there's numerous options for that.
0: Yeah. So many now, and uh, it's only going to get easier. Like it's still a bit clunky, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of tutorials, you know, not to call out one being better than another, but like Ledger, like they've got like a wizard, which sort of sets up and shows you how you can go about transferring and holding self-custody of your keys and things like that. So yeah. yeah. The
1: other thing is, you know, people think about you got to pay fees when you, when you're trading out of assets with her, you know, if there are assets you don't want to be trading out of, you're, yep. you've got fees and you're potentially triggering capital gains tax events as well. So you have to yep. deal with that shit later on. <laughs> it's always how it is. You know, that's not kind of where you want to be if you're holding long term, mate. So yep. yeah, I think that's the answer on that one. Yeah, nice one. Hope he likes yeah. it. Thanks, Peter. And last
0: one, we'll just do a quick one again. So the question is, what altcoins should we keep an eye out for in the current crypto climate? Mm. we've been
1: talking about this a lot over the last couple of years. and it's
0: also it's a very regular r- lunchtime topic yes but i think just to touch on what we did talk about last week ai is very trending and as i just talked about it before they have ran quite a bit yeah but that being said has it run too far unfortunately no one knows because no one's got the crystal ball just yet
1: i keep thinking agix is going to pull back every single morning <laughs> it just I keeps keep going it's up another
0: you know what reminds me of like when we were in the office talking about axie infinity running when it was yeah. like broke that $20, like, oh, I'm not buying it now. Mid 2021 or something back. like that, that was. Yeah. yeah, Mental, but not saying that's what this is, but I think another good way to approach this sort of problem set is to look at, you know, assets like AGIX or like yeah. Fetch AI that have been running. Yep. What are other assets that are reputable, maybe within that subcategory that yeah. may not
1: may not have seen the... Yeah. We talked before about CryptoRank, that website, CryptoRank.io. Easy. You can on there, like yeah. search by category, search by AI category, yep. and, and just see what you like in there and do some digging into the the protocols or some of the projects that sit within that category I think that's a good good spot and then yeah you know I've talked about the sex index coins the so, will just yes yeah, sex yeah. index coins nice. so your centralized exchanges and your decentralized exchanges yeah that's a good one I know we've seen the likes of okb which is OKX's token running lately we've seen even dydx uidx is running yeah. we've seen synthetics is running like we've yep. seen in, in numerous coins kind of in that space yeah running as well. So, so the, the simple takeaway there is like, yeah. more
0: people are coming on board, they're trading, they're why? using these yeah. tokens. There's the
1: why. Like, yeah. why are they running? Yep. Well, more volume back in the markets mean yep. more people trading, which means they're making yep. more money, which means potentially, if you use the asset itself as an indicator of how well the company is doing, what well, they mm. expect expected to do. But no, that's not always the case. No, If Bitcoin decides to to shit itself next week, <laughs> yeah. it brings everything down with it. Yeah, in. No, so, can't, you
0: can't save that. But that's where a good a good stop loss will save you,
1: you know? With exactly a, right. A
0: risk management. True.
1: Mate, that's good. That's good. That was good insight. Yeah, Thanks good. That. that
0: wraps us up, mate. I think that's all in a nice little bow. Yeah, yeah. beautiful.
1: Yeah, happy with we'll that? Sign it off. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. We will be back again next week for uh, another episode. Check us in online, on Twitter, on Instagram, and give us a like and a follow. Have a good week. Thanks, guys. Bye.